Yo. so you can get those notifications when we drop a new episode like this one right here. Another special edition of the Rundown segment here on the Bandwagon Radio where I, myself, Jay Prague, sits down with artists across the globe, give them a chance to open up about their music, their personal life, and you know for the end of the show is that we gotta drop that new heat. Today, got a special guest on the phone lines hailing all the way from Pittsburgh, PA. I've got Gwen Gold on the phone lines. How you doing? Hi, how are you doing? I am great. Thank you for jumping on the Bandwagon today. Of course, I'm glad to be here. My pleasure, my pleasure. I had a chance to check out that new single, My Blue Eyes. We're going to talk about it. I'll let you introduce it a little later on in the show, of course. And then at some point during the show, I want to give you some feedback what I thought about the music. Just just from the aspect of being engulfed in the culture and loving the music and the culture. I just want to give you some feedback what I thought about the music. Great, I would love to hear it. All right, cool. Before we get into all that, though, let's rewind for my listeners so they can get a chance to find out more about Gwen Gold. Are you originally from Pittsburgh, PA? Yes, I am born and raised in Pittsburgh. Okay, talk to us a little bit about growing up in Pittsburgh uh, and what those influences uh, were like uh, for you growing up in that area. Well, Pittsburgh as a whole, I think, is a very like proud city to be, uh, you know, Everyone from Pittsburgh is proud to be from Pittsburgh. Um, everyone's like a big Steelers fan, so there's a big sports culture here. And I think as far as music goes, there's not so much, I think, a classic rock kind of culture like how I'm sort of trying to move into, but there definitely is um, a hip-hop-oriented um, space here. You know, we have Mac Miller and Wizz come out of here as well as, like, right. you know, a few other, you know, big-name rappers out of here, and I think that that's sort of the main... Um, music part of Pittsburgh that has come out. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to come into more of like a rock standpoint. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's definitely a lot more music here than people think. And there's a lot of venues and musical theater and opera. And there's just uh, a wide variety, I think, here, which is great. So you are engulfed in a lot. Um, the opera, yeah. the theater aspects. See, I wasn't even familiar that uh, the opera 
uh, was was so heavy there. Um, so that's that's new to me. You know, you're enlightening me about something about your area. Um, now let's talk a little that's bit. How, that's how I started singing. Oh, I, that's what exactly where I was about to go. Uh, let's talk about that. Is that where you kind of found yourself musically and creatively? Yeah. So I started playing piano at the age of you know six, seven. I played and sung, and I did this program out of Carnegie Mellon, which is a local university here. Okay. And they have this pre-college program, and I started singing there, and it was really classical-based, which I wasn't totally expecting, but I fell in love with the opera art form, which I had always been interested in. I mean, I was four years old watching, like, Pavarotti and the Three Tenors, and somehow was just, like, drawn to that music. <laughs> I would always, like, look at my parents and be like, what's that opera language that they're speaking? Right. What? The opera language? That's just Italian. Like, I don't know. And so I was always real into it. And so I started doing opera there and throughout high school and did the musicals and started writing my own music and decided I wanted to go into opera full time. And I went to Indiana University in Bloomington and um, ended up doing that for a couple years before I decided to switch over to my own music, which is, like I was saying, a lot more classic rock based. Mm -hmm. uh, which is surprisingly really great with opera. Mm. Um, it's that powerful voice, and you need like that healthy singing. So I got like a good base for where I'm going now, which is great. So Pittsburgh and Carnegie Mellon and the opera community have definitely given me that good base to go where I want to go. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now... Let's talk a little bit about the single, uh, My Blue Eyes. A lot of what you just said, I, I, I definitely can resonate with um, from hearing the song, uh, the like you said, the the powerful voice. Um, let's talk a little bit about this song and, and what, what was the purpose of this song in your mind as the creator? So this song was very much from a personal standpoint. Um, my lyricist who wrote this song, I partnered with a lyricist who writes a few of my songs and this one he really it was going from a personal standpoint and was about all of the trauma that you know him that I think that my family has endured as a whole that um that I think that my friends have and so the music video if you've watched it there's all these mm -hmm. uh images that get flashed in the background of black and white stills of people with x-rays, of people going to war, of a purple heart, of nurses. And the way I got all of those was I said all the songs to my friends and my family and I asked them, what does this mean to you? What kind of experience have you had that really relates to this song? And that's how I got all of those images mm. was from there. So partly it was from me and my own events, my own life experiences, but a lot of it came from everyone else, which is sort of the point of the song is that, you know, you go through traumatic events in your life, you can't go through life without having it, right? So the only way that you could sort of get through and reflect on it is to say, like, I learned something out of it or it changed my life in some way. Right. And obviously, I would never wish, you know, a horrible event on anyone, but the things that come out of it and what you learn and how you grow as a person, you can't really, you know, you can't quantify that experience. So the song itself is just how you grow through that. And I think anyone can relate to that. So I have my own personal take of, you know, what experience I've drawn from it, but I'd much rather the listener sort of take it as 
you know, whatever they've come from. Because if, if they know what I've been through or they kind of relate it too much, then they're not going to get the song in the same way. So I'd rather them listen to it and really get, you know, their own honest opinion of what they're relating the song to in their own life. And, like, as long as I'm delivering it in that raw, authentic way, I think that people can connect to it. So that was the goal of this piece. No, I thought that was very dope. Uh, now that you're explaining it even uh, more, uh, I think that's beautiful to how you're allowing the listener to connect in that way, right? To that you're allowing them to uh, take the song and make it their own in that way from their own life experiences um, that were traumatic to them. Like you said, that helped them get to where they are now in life. You know, something they had to see to the other end. Um, or see what the greatness was in in that sorrow, right? So um, I think that's beautiful. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Now, thank you, thank you so much. Why why the song uh, title choice? My blue eyes. What's the connection there? I think that that's um, that's my own my my blue eyes, and that's sort of I think your eyes are you know people say your eyes are your window to your soul, so I think that. For me my and my family, we all have blue eyes, and I think that that's sort of where we came up with the my blue eyes was, you know, this is my blue eyes are wet with tears, wearing the scars of all these years. So it's not only like you're crying because of what you've gone through, but it's just your soul and your body and, you know, your being is carrying all of this weight of what's happened to you throughout your lifetime mm -hmm. so you're carrying the scars of all of your years right. and so whether that's within your eyes or your soul or wherever you carry that that's sort of you know for me that's my blue eyes but for anyone else that could be you know so so, so for me that is the personal part of it right mm. is where you carry that Now, you, you mentioned the opera piece earlier. Talk to us a little bit about uh, uh, an opera career. You, you were seeking this opera career at one time. Let's talk about that a little more in depth. Okay, so I really loved the art form, and I decided, you know, going to college for it, it's two, two years I ended up doing, but you have to do your undergrad, your master's degree, and then a doctorate degree to really succeed in that form okay. and unfortunately it's come to a point where I think that not many people listen to opera and so it's highly highly competitive even more than it has been ever and I was really up for Sometimes. that but I don't think I was up for the amount of schooling whenever I could be doing this so mm, the, okay. the opera is such a beautiful form and I love having that classical background because it's the, you know the vibrato in your voice comes mm -hmm. from you know, that classical singing. So I still take a lot of what I learned. But as far as opera itself, I unfortunately, I don't think that I'm ever going to go back to that unless I'm singing maybe a cover, if I was going to sing Oh Holy Night or something like that, you know, a, you know, sort of a classical song that people know. Mm -hmm. um, but the form itself is so beautiful. And I'm a mezzo-soprano, which means that I'm sort of lower voice. So you know, I, I know you've heard some of the music, so my lower tones all come from that sort of deep opera sound. Mm -hmm. no, it's definitely a uh, very uh, classical and interesting uh, and unique, I will even say, uh, art form um, that many can't do. So I can I would applaud anybody who even steps in that space because I understand, you know, how 
serious that space is. And I think you just helped our listeners even understand a little more. Like you said, the competition now is even more stiff because of the the placement of that um, that genre right now, right? So. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. You only have a few cities that have a really big opera program around them or that is even funded well, especially with what's been going on in our world, which I, th- I believe that most of your guests that you've come on have probably mentioned this, is how um, coronavirus has affected music in general, yep, and so definitely. especially in like classical form, it's just been completely almost non-existent, I think, at this point, just because there's not many opportunities to perform. So what has already become a competitive form has become almost like non-existent, mm. which is frustrating, but it's sort of the way of the world of any industry at this moment in time. Right. We all have to adjust. It doesn't matter to even the industry at this point. Yeah. At this point, it's everyone who's affected. Right. Okay. Now, What's the response been like for you? What's the feedback been like? I've been really surprised that everyone has seemed to really, really enjoy everything. And I was really concerned mostly with how people are going to connect to the music themselves. It's for me listening to the album as a whole. So this single, My Blue Eyes, comes off of a greater album, Land of Honey, which is 12 songs. It sort of takes uh, from the beginning. It's Teardrop Tattoo is the first song. It's sort of this up-tempo song, and it's almost disco at times. Hypocrites, almost like R&B rock, and it it goes into My Blue Eyes, and then it gets into like an Americana sound, and it sort of takes the listener, if you listen to it, like how it's supposed to be, which is sort of a concept album. From the beginning to the end, it's taking you throughout your traumatic experience or your life, and so it's taking you from the beginning and this optimism into you know, the pessimism of what's going on in the world into coming home and Land of Honey is sort of this returning to a peace. And so I think that, you know, generally I think that people have really connected to that and I was mostly concerned with having people connect to that and really understand it because I do, of course, because it's my music and people around me know me well. But to have you know, thousands of people be listening to it and sending me messages saying how great it is that they have connected to it. Not how great the music is necessarily, because, like, I know that I can sing. I know that it's written well. Mm-hmm. But as far as them connecting to it, that's sort of the, the part that I was most excited to discover, that mm-hmm. people emotionally were connecting to it. Yeah. That's always, uh, with, uh, from talking to a lot of artists, I definitely can tell that that's, one of the biggest pieces for you guys, right, is that connection with your listeners and your fan base, right? Um, Oh, of course, because then there's nothing, right? Like, at that point, you're just trying to be, you know, a social media star, right? So that's where those (laughs) TikTok sounds come in, right? Or, you know, those are fine if you're trying for marketing, but generally, you're not going to have a loyal listener if they're not connecting to you or what you're saying because they don't believe you. Right. Talking to Gwen Gold right now, Pittsburgh, PA on the phone lines, got the new single, My Blue Eyes. Um, what can people expect from the debut album overall? Like, we, we, we touched on it a little bit, but what are the different energies that they're going to feel when they listen to the whole project? They're going to feel from disco to rock to Americana. They're going to get 
a little bit of blues. It's very wide ranging and they're definitely going to not know what to expect, but going into it, it goes through these funky rhythms at the beginning, this like painful and soulful ballad, the instrumentals are really soothing and sort of almost jam band-esque at times. And, you know, I like to say, you know, everyone has like their high and deep notes in their lives, but the album's also going to take you to those same extremes. So the lyrics themselves are meant to challenge you. Uh, you have to think about them a little bit. There's these references in them that, uh, for example, Heading Home is the story of the Odyssey. There's these references if you know mythology or if you know uh, references to different biblical things, which I'm not a religious person, but I like to use some of those references because they're very strong um, references uh, that, you know, they're going to get a, a lot to self-reflect into and to grow in. So the whole thing is sort of this culmination of a path that anyone has taken in their life. And I hope that, you know, the listener just gets something to conclude with, right? Now, let me take this time to give you a little feedback, like I said, of what I thought about the song. Um, I thought it was a very smooth, classical kind of sound. Um, I still got like a soulful kind of classic rock vibe with it, right? So a lot of soulful vibes mixed with some type of classical rock. And then I still got the pop influences in there. Um, it's very good energy in this record. Uh, it's a feel-good record. Nice vocal range, certain parts of the song. I was loving how you were uh, playing with the ranges. That's how I knew you were definitely somebody who studied, uh, right? So I, I got that sense from your vocal range. Um, the instruments, uh, I love live instruments. Were, were all the instruments live? Yes, all the instruments were live except for, well, the strings were overdubbed. They were um, synthesized strings. Okay. So that was the only part that was not, but everything else was live instruments with studio musicians that I went out and found. Okay. Definitely added a fullness to the song. So I love that aspect. Um, you can feel the emotions in the song too from your voice. Um, and I can hear, yeah. I can definitely hear this on different platforms. I don't think it's limited to any one platform or anything. Right. So I think it has, uh, you know, I can hear it like in the background, if you will, movie soundtracks or, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't strike me as being placed in a box, right? So I can hear it in multiple different streaming platforms. I think it has a lot Thank of potential, you. a lot of potential. Um, let me ask you this. Who, who are some of those artists or musicians you were kind of listening to uh, coming up? Um, that I was listening to were mostly, well, you know, I was raised in a family where my dad was really into the Grateful Dead. So that was sort of okay. the soundtrack in the car, <laughs> the soundtrack in my house it was always a live grateful dead show okay. and then my mom was really into 90s r&b and then grunge so it was okay. sort of a really wide range that i grew up in and then i sort of grasped on to pink floyd grateful dead crosby nice. stills nash and young nice. doobie brothers like you know all the the classic people and then even into like you know like a quincy jones or Berta flack like mm. i mean i i sort of from all different genres just because I just find if you're a good musician you're a good musician if you have something to say you have something to say so I sort of have a wide variety that I pull from but all of those influences I think can be heard within the record itself now let me ask you a personal question are you afraid of failure 
like not completing your musical mission? Um, I don't think that that will happen to me just because I think that no matter what, I will find something out of the musical mission. So whether that be I'm performing live all the time, whether that be I open a record business, whether that be I'm involved legally with music, whether that means I'm writing for other people. Um, I just want to be involved in it in some way. So, yes, of course, I'm afraid of, you know, people not connecting to my music and in that sort of failure. But generally speaking, I know that I'm really passionate about the industry in general. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of certain parts of failure, but I'm really optimistic and I'm really passionate about what I'm doing. So not saying, you know. I'm going to be the, you know, the next famous person or whoever. Um, but I think that I will definitely succeed in being in the industry in some way. So I'm mm. not afraid of failing in that part at least. Mm. Good answer. What's most important to you, like, when it comes to releasing your music and your projects? What are, like, some of those, like, top-tier things that are, like, must-haves, must-dos that you're a diva about, if you will? Definitely my vocals need to be pretty perfect. I'm very nitpicky about that part of it. And I know that I definitely drive my producer crazy at certain times. I would much <laughs> rather just redo a take than go and have him splice it in. Because right. I feel like then the emotion is gone. So I'm definitely a diva when it comes to, well, just give me one more take and then I'll do the whole thing. Because I'd rather just have the line done live, right? So, you know, when it comes to my vocals, I can be a little bit of a diva when it comes to that. But with everything else, I do, I, I pick good musicians. All my musicians um, on my record worked with, like, top-tier people. My drummer was working with, like, I mean, he was on tour with, I think, at one point, Roberta Flack, um, mm. Ashoka Khan. I mean, my saxophonist was with Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band. People were working with these top-tier people that I've, you know, I'm definitely a diva about picking people who have good experience, but um, when it comes to everything else, as far as you have good musicians, good lyrics, and that I'm saying something honest, that's sort of, you know, my number, my three things that I need. Mm. Cool. I like to ask artists that question just to get a little, uh, a sense of, you know, how they work. Right. So, how, you know, yeah. what's what's serious to them? What's most important to them? What are some of those things that, you know, you're very like a stifler about? Right. So, you know, I think it gives the listener a chance to really uh, connect with the, the artist again. Right. So they know those things that they're passionate about when it comes to them, uh, you know, putting out that music for that listener to receive. Like they can already right. tell that they're understanding what they're going to hear. Right. Right. They're already connecting from hearing that piece. And I know that because I'm a fan of the music and the culture, right? So when I hear an artist that will tell me how serious or passionate they were about that project or about that song, it allows me to connect now with that song and with that artist in a whole nother way, right? Because I see how serious or passionate they were about it. Of course, because it's someone just going into it sort of you know, half-assing it or sort of just, you know, going right. with the flow with it or just hoping for the best, then you're not going to connect to that art because the artist themselves is not connecting to it. Hmm. So what's coming up for Gwen Gold? What, what should our listeners be on the lookout for? I would say be on the lookout for album two, be on the lookout for some touring coming up soon. 
Um, all my social medias are under Gwen Gold, and it's just at Gwen Gold, so I'm real easy to find. And um, everything will be announced there. Um, album two's not announced yet officially where when it's going to be. Um, but I say just keep looking out for new music and live versions of the songs, which I truly think I thrive in that live performance aspect of it because I think I can jam out to it a little bit and improvise. So I say look out for the live performances. I definitely want them to be tuned in for those live performances. Uh, shout out to all my listeners that love the live music uh, and that live energy. Uh, I think it's beautiful. I actually do live music events here in the Carolinas, so that's why I say I love live music. I'm I'm so attached to it because of the energy it gives you. Um, that's how you really feel it, yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. So, hey, it was beautiful talking to you, Gwengo. I'm going to give you this chance, of course, to go ahead and introduce the new single for the people so they can put their ears to it. Okay, thank you so much. I'm Gwen Gold, and this is My Blue Eyes. That's right, you're hearing it right now on the bandwagon radio for the first time. Do me a favor, turn it up. Let's go. Blue eyes so wet with tears, wearing the scars of all these years. 